Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and billionaires like them are treated in society as geniuses deserving of their massive fortunes. And why wouldn't they? After all, they created it themselves through their own ability to gather resources, identify an opportunity, and bend reality through sheer willpower and an unwillingness to give up. But here's a question. What if none of that is true? We view the rich as being both deserving of their wealth and integral to the functioning of society. And this view is central to how we see ourselves and our own place in the world. If billionaires exist and they are self-made, then it means it's possible for regular folks like us to rise above our stations. If we can just work hard enough, find the right productivity system, and prove our own genius, then we too can be accepted into the upper echelons of society. And conversely, for those of us who are struggling, it must be because we aren't willing to work hard enough. Because if success is measured in wealth, and wealth is always deserved and a result of one's own efforts, then lack of wealth and being unsuccessful must be because you are lazy and unwilling to put in that effort. This is the underlying philosophy of the United States. The possibility of being successful ourselves is something we all hold on to as we navigate the existential horror that is our day-to-day -day lives. And not only navigate it, but accept it as the best and rightful system. Because we believe that one day we'll beat the game, the struggles we face along the way become badges of honor, something to be happy about and celebrate. In fact, daring to want the system to be different, daring to change the system to something that better serves you and your needs is seen as an admission that you are not as good as those who came before you, those who found a way to win within the current system. So instead of trying to build a world that benefits the most people, we each focus on our own individual progress and improvement. We work in order to secure our own futures, we look for every advantage we can find over others, and we hoard what little wealth we might gain for ourselves. And we do this despite knowing in the back of our minds that our personal security and our personal future is entirely at the whim of our employer. In the United States, losing your job could mean being unable to go to the doctor, being unable to pay for food, being unable to maintain a place to live, and potentially being ousted from society as a whole. But despite the consequences being so grim, and despite there being many examples from many other countries throughout the world of better systems, we as Americans not only accept this as the system we live in, but refuse to admit that a better system could exist. Why? Well, this weird behavior and our fascination with people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk can be traced back to an idea that has been accepted across America, the idea of individual responsibility. Quote, individual responsibility is the idea that human beings choose instigate or otherwise cause their own actions. A corollary idea is that because we cause our actions, we can be held morally accountable or legally liable. 
through a lens of individual responsibility, one's station in life is a direct result of their actions and choices. Therefore, someone who has built wealth must have made the right choices to end up in that position, and someone who has struggled must have made the wrong choices. And this is not a new idea. In fact, the roots of individual responsibility can be found in the Bible. Quote, The one who sins is the one who will die. The child will not share the guilt of the parent, nor will the parent share the guilt of the child. The righteousness of the righteous will be credited to them, and the wickedness of the wicked will be charged against them. That is from Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 20. And here's another example. Tell the righteous it will be well with them, for they will enjoy the fruit of their deeds. Woe to the wicked. Disaster is upon them. They will be paid back for what their hands have done. That is from Isaiah chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. So we've built our society from the ground up on the back of the idea that what you reap is what you sow. And in many ways, capitalism has perfected this idea in a way that religion never could. The church may say that those who sin and those who are virtuous will be judged by God, but there's no way for them to show it. There's no way to put it on display. If you are virtuous, you may or may not get into heaven, but no one who is living will ever see it. And if you sin, you may be punished in eternal damnation. But again, no one who is living will ever see it. And so all the church can rely on to reinforce certain behaviors is faith. Capitalism requires no such faith. If someone is virtuous by the capitalist definition, they are elevated by the media. The normal rules of society that us normies have to live by stop applying to them. They don't have to pay taxes. They can buy off politicians to pass the laws that they benefit from. And they can even build a rocket and go to space on Wednesdays instead of on Saturdays. When you have been a good capitalist, the world treats you as deserving of that status. You are elevated and you are shown to the rest of the populace so that they can aspire to the same level. And in that way, being a good capitalist, just like being a good Christian, becomes the measure by which we judge others in society. But this begs the question, whether these ideas are delivered to us through a religion of God or a religion of money, Why do we accept it if it is so clearly against our best interests? Well, in social justice theory, there is an idea called internalized oppression that might shed some light. Quote, Internalized oppression is a concept in which an oppressed group uses the methods of the oppressing group against itself. It occurs when one group perceives an inequality of value relative to another group and desires to be like the more highly valued group. We have been conditioned to focus on our own individual status, well-being, and accomplishments. To the extent that we are allowed to think outside of ourselves as individual, that care can only extend to our immediate families and the circles that we exist within. This idea is then reinforced by dangling the carrot of success in front of our faces and highlighting those who have successfully navigated the system as proof that the system works. The end result is that you not only choose to continue existence inside of a system that oppresses you, but that you also look at those who are being left behind by that system, such as people struggling with student loans, with disgust and hatred. 
You vote to keep the system going. You argue against measures that would help those who are less fortunate, and you condemn those who are at the bottom for their sin of laziness and accepting handouts. So what does this have to do with being self-made? Well, the truth of the system is that nothing has ever been accomplished alone. Success of an individual, any individual, relies heavily on the successes of society as a whole. Let's take Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Putting aside their having come from relatively well-off families, their successes came on the shoulders of those who came before them and those who came before them. Their companies could not exist in their current form without an entire history of choices made by the public and other individuals. If we lived in a purely capitalist world, the roads that Amazon uses to deliver packages would all be privately owned. Sure, Jeff could pay to get access to those roads, but the cost would necessarily be high because it would be a limited resource. There would also be no interstates because of competing roadways, which means he would need to pay for access to every single road in between a fulfillment center and your home. And if those road owners wanted to, they could just start a competing delivery business and block Amazon trucks access. Similarly, Tesla would not be able to do what it's done without the decades of research into electric vehicles and battery technologies, without funding from the federal government, i.e. public dollars, and without a history of shifting towards car-centric societies, neighborhoods, and corporations making decisions that led to our current climate crisis. And this isn't even to touch on the team of very talented people who make all of this possible, because you know that Jeffrey Bezos is not driving those trucks himself, and Elon is far more interested in Twitter than he is building cars. Accomplishment has always been a team sport, but we don't see this side being talked about. Because a system that relies on the idea that each individual is responsible for their own successes or failures in life could not exist in a world where we all realize our collective responsibility to each other. If we could see the intricate yet invisible threads that connect us all, the social hierarchy as it currently exists would necessarily crumble. And so, it's hidden. Replaced by propaganda promoting the individual genius of billionaires, the idea that you could maybe be one too, and the philosophy that your outcomes are based entirely on your actions. Which leads me to an important question. What can you do about it? Well, truthfully, not much. After all, no individual can change a system. For now, it's enough to understand how the system works against you. If we are ever going to have hope of changing the system to one that is even slightly more beneficial to those of us at the bottom, it starts by getting more people to understand that they are being oppressed. Now, I won't sit here and tell you to change your vote. In fact, even knowing the truth behind this system, you might decide that you like things the way they are. One in 578,000 people in the United States will ever become a billionaire. That is less than 0.0002% of people. But maybe you still feel like you're going to be the exception. That's okay. The important thing is to understand the system that you're in and maybe even more important to understand which side of the system you're on that realization alone i believe 
will drive you to act in accordance with your best interests. But that's just my view. What do you think? Leave a comment down below. And if you're listening to this in audio, click the link in the description of this episode to find us on YouTube and leave a comment while you're there. Before you go, be sure to click subscribe, share the video with a friend, hit the like button, and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps we take every day.